Peter Piper picked a pepper pick peppers. That's a pepper. Just don't put that as the intro, please. <laughs> Blake gave me the look. Yep. Yep, it's happening. Yep. <laughs> it's happening. I don't like it. Hey, welcome to episode 77 of Front Seat Gamer. I'm Nick. I'm here with Severn. Hey, Nick. And Blake. What's up, Nick? How's it going, guys? Good. Good. Well, it's been a busy couple weeks. There's been GDC, which nobody here went to, uh, but we had a few people from work go. Uh, Blake has some guests over at his house. Oh, yeah, that was interesting. uh, You've got a little story about that. (laughs) Why don't you tell us that? Set me up. Set me up with a story. Uh, this is Blake's story. Time. This is Blake's story time. Uh, yeah. So my uh, th- this was organized like months ago. My sister and her friend were gonna stay for like four nights for the Ed Sheeran concert. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And um, and you were really excited about that concert, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, I was. Uh, <laughs> well, I've been I I just been to a concert the week before. Oh yes. Yeah. And whose was that? I went to Limp Biscuit. Yeah. I somehow. Sadder than <laughs> what? It was awesome. <laughs> it was so good. Oh man! I, I told you guys about, and Sublime was there, and I mm. told you guys about the. <laughs> it's, it's weird because I think Sublime's kind of cool. Yeah. Well, uh... <laughs> oh, man. No? Well, they were. I mean, Limp Bizkit were headlining, but Sublime were like right before them, so they were they were there. They were like the two main the main bands, and I told you guys about the guy in front of me in Sublime. Because it's like a chill, pretty chill band most of the time, uh-huh. most of their music. So everyone's just sort of chilling out and and moving about a little bit. No yep. hardcore like mosh. No and thrashing. Jump. Yeah, no thrashing. Yep. Not many death circles opened up in in Sublime. Heaps of weed. You could just see it like <laughs> like coming out of the, the a, a mist hanging above yeah, the crowd. It, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, a but, purple uh, haze, as it were. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, but there was this dude in front of me that was fucking on his phone texting the entire fucking time <laughs> and he'd like look up every once in a while and then do some snapchats and then go back down to texting the entire time he's gotta let people know that he's at a concert you know it was Born. such bullshit i like i've never been he was he was pissing me off mm-hmm. is that is was the thing and um and and then like at, at the the last song was that santeria song everyone knows that right that uh, yeah, we all know it. Yeah. You, don't, you don't have to sing any. I don't you, you know. Go, I'll do a few bars. Yep. <laughs> lay, lay it down, Blake. <laughs> um, but if the whole crowd was singing along to that, and this guy was face down on his phone, and there, it's just, I don't know why he even bothered being there. <laughs> I don't know what he was doing. And you said at some point the guy next to him. Oh yeah, and then uh, af- after when everyone was sort of like dispersing, um, this old guy, this old like grizzled looking dude, like. No shirt on, like bandana. <laughs> like he was on his own. He was seriously on his own wavelength because, like, you can tell the people that are like seriously on more than just weed because <laughs> they don't. They start instead of facing the crowd and like sort of dancing around. They like, instead of facing the band and like dancing around, yeah. they turn around and face the people like looking to the band. Right, and they're just like dancing at people and it's, it's real yeah real weird but he was on his own wavelength like yeah. that guy but he saw that this dude was on his phone the whole time and then afterwards 
goes over to him and I, I seriously heard him say, um, he goes, do you ever turn your fucking phone off? <laughs> and then the dude, the dude looked so hurt. Well, he should have been. He should yeah. have been on his phone during the. And then he just concert. sort of like shuffled off, like real sadly. And I was like, "Yeah, good." Maybe he was like, maybe he had invited a whole bunch of friends to this concert, and they all canceled. And he was trying to like text them to like, "Hey, man, where you at?" Just I fucking hated that guy. And he had he had <laughs> he had a tray of beers with him. Which is already a tray of beers. A tray of beers that he kept putting down on the floor in front of me. So he's like bending over in front of me and putting his ass right in my fucking face. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! Calm, and calm down with the. Language. I'm so sick. Oh, it's, this, it this brought it up. Biscuit. You brought it up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, but Limp Biscuit was awesome. We didn't have any of that. Uh-huh. I, I was I was jumping around in that wash, but it was great. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was cool. Uh, but what was so what then, I talking so about? So then Ed Sheeran. Yeah, yeah. And then the, the, the last next, weekend, the next the week before. Uh, was it last weekend? I think uh, it was last weekend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he he came, and my sister and her friend uh, stayed for that. Yeah. Um, but as the the Ed Sheeran was on the Monday, and they came on the Friday, and they were going to be like oh, it's going to be like a holiday for them, like kind of thing. Um, but my sister got uh, progressively more sick as the days went on. Uh-huh. Um, and she'd said earlier on that uh, her daughter was off school recently, like sick and throwing up and, and with a high fever and stuff. Right. And now uh, she was showing like symptoms of that. And then she started throwing up like on Sunday night or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so she, she went home uh, and I was like, Oh, well, I was just, I, I guess that, that that's fine. I'll just hang out with the, this, uh, her with friend her, her who friend. I sort of knew a little bit. Yeah. Um, but then, and she's like, she messages me because I went to work and she messaged me and said, um, oh, uh, so her friend is staying and also her her friend's brother is staying. Uh. So now I've got these like two pretty much like. You've got someone who you vaguely, vaguely know. Yeah. And an absolute and complete, complete stranger, stranger that I've her, never her seen her before in my life. Yeah. Met. Just staying Just in your house. staying with me. Yeah. And your place is not big. Nope. No. Nope. And so I'm, that would have been real. Yeah awkward so i just basically went to work and then came home and then went to bed and then in the morning just went to work again yeah how long were they there for uh they were there for two nights Ugh. yeah that was fun i bet it was it, it was okay it was basically just it like was... your living room is off limits yeah at the time and when my house is my living room yeah yeah <laughs> it's literally yeah i guess you would have just gone to your bedroom yeah and yeah like closed the door it was weird and, uh bummer yeah so that was that was an awkward time, and we were just like the. I'd be sitting here like trying to play Sea of Thieves because it had just come yep. out, and I was like <laughs> dying to play it. So I was like, "All right, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be antisocial and play it." But it didn't matter because they were both antisocial and on their phones the whole time. Nice, yeah. So Sea of Thieves is out. We're gonna yep. talk about that in a bit. So Vern, you want to talk about GDC? No, not not really. <laughs> He's very sad well, because. <laughs> this morning we we got coffees before the podcast and uh uh he's like, Did you guys pay attention to GDC? And we're both like Wait, no. wait a minute. No no I, I wasn't that excited. No, you, you pretty... came up and you're just like, Did you hear the news? No, I yeah, I, like... I asked if anyone had seen any news from GDC. <laughs> and the answer was no. No, yeah. We haven't. And then, and you then were I was very, kind of very up. sad because the most important news of all time, the, at least the way you've made it sound. Has come out. Well, I was excited about the whole thing. Yeah, you were very excited. It is pretty exciting. 
But then these guys shot me down. Well, I mean, okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> in, in fairness, we did shoot you down. I, I think I especially shot you down because I don't, I don't care that much about graphics tech. I, I, I understand the importance of it, especially from an artist's standpoint. But I don't think about it at all because it yeah. never it never why enters my, why is it because it never enters like my i never have to deal with it ever you you observe it <laughs> i do i though but I, a lot of a lot, don't a lot of your decisions like have a like a knock-on effect to like art to a degree if i say for example uh i want to add a sword to the game or yeah. something then someone has to has draw has to the make sword, a sword and then make and then someone else has to model the sword yeah. Imagine but if that no sword point had real-time reflections. Yeah, no, at no point am I like, this sword has to be super, super shiny. Well, it's now important. you can. <laughs> um, yeah, but, well, the thing that caught my eye was yeah. the NVIDIA. Uh, it's not just NVIDIA, but the, uh, the ray tracing stuff, which I yeah. thought was really cool. I was surprised to see it so early. Um, I talked to Dr. Alex at work about yeah. it, and he forwarded me a 10-year-old uh, demo of doom i believe oh ray traced um which doom i think it was doom or quake but they were using ray tracing a uh, real-time ray tracing as well okay not as fantastic it was like done by an intel research group yeah um but yeah it didn't have soft shadows and stuff like right. you expect with actual ray tracing anyway i was kind of bummed out that that you guys weren't as excited you were very excited it's, so uh, it's, tell me what, it's a what, big deal. Okay, why? Tell me, sell it to me. What what makes it just such a big deal? I'm I'm not going to sell it to you. <laughs> but yeah, it's the 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 headliner is pretty much it. Real time ray tracing. Yeah, which is a huge deal. And so for it, listeners, what is ray tracing? It's you would you would trace a ray from the camera to the light, pretty much. It's basically a way of um, modeling uh, the behavior of light right in a virtual environment yeah more so like what uh reality does yeah yeah because uh, in reality light comes from the sun and hits an object and doesn't stop there usually it'll bounce to other nearby objects yeah it's pretty much what every movie studio does every, everyone that has well does special effects uses a real time yeah uh, uh, sorry not a real time a ray tracing yeah uh algorithm renderer yeah um and usually that's done, uh, as you informed me, they'll, they'll render like a single frame over many hours yeah. in high detail mm. um, and bouncing rays of light all over the place. And in this, you're saying it's done frame by frame at, at real time, basically. Yeah. Um, Which, it looks good. So what that means is uh, you have accurate reflections. Yeah. Uh, you, you can or more have... accurate, anyway. Much more accurate. Um, well, the, I explained it. How they, how they work yeah with the, the t today's rendering yeah with like the uh, reflection cube maps basically yeah um so this is why you don't see your character reflected in a car panel right for example um but yeah no, no one's interested so i'm just gonna stop. Oh, what? We <laughs> so i think we are interested i i just think i mean it's it's not relevant to my field of expertise um, and also it's not something that I have to interact with at all until like it, it can run on a machine that doesn't cost a hundred grand. <laughs> yeah. But that, that, that'll be soon. Yeah. 
How, It'll be years from now, yeah. But how long do you reckon until we see this in in just regular games? I feel like, you, well, it, it sounds like they're preparing themselves to introduce. Well, DirectX 12 supports real time ray tracing, mm. and that's coming out soon. Like, there's an API coming out, so mm. Alex is excited to play around with it. Um, so it's right around the corner that's for cool. people with PCs, consoles. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, you got to wait for the next generation. Yeah, I guess um, it'd be cool to see it there. I guess the, the magic behind it is actually uh, the denoising technology because, uh, like... Now, you mentioned this before. What what do you mean by that? Like, what is... When, talk, let's talk about noise, first of all. Yeah. Uh, it's not... We're not talking about sound. We're talking about, like, distortions and images, right? Guys, you gotta, you gotta uh, Google this thing because it's hard for me to explain. But pretty much, uh, <clears throat> when, you, when you render a frame, you'll see it. It'll look very noisy, and it's just really hard to to kind of make make out what's there until it completes its render and that cycle takes hours um so the denoising thing will actually look at the noise and it can predict what is well, what kind of shapes are behind it um they use a lot of machine learning and all this uh oh, garbage mm. to to do that okay. um and that's i think the superstar of the whole thing Okay. Like the ray tracing isn't actually fantastic. It's they show you a comparison in one of these uh, demos, and we should probably link it on, on the Facebook page. Yep. But the the ray tracing is done at such poor quality, but the denoiser is so fantastic that it actually looks it looks pretty convincing. Good. Yeah, oh, cool. interesting. Um, so I think that's the superstar of of the Nvidia RTX uh, thing. Okay. And and that was. That was cool. the big Was there anything, your anything else that stood out for you at, G, at GDC? Uh, Unreal had some cool talks, and Substance had some oh, yeah. really cool talks. Yeah, and uh, I guess ZBrush had their own announcement, but that was at their own event. Was that a new ZBrush? Uh, yeah, th th they went to ZBrush 2018, and they okay. introduced like a, a um, what, would it, what would it be? An adaptive resolution as you sculpt on a thing. Oh, okay. So if you wanted more detail, say, yeah. around the nose, you wouldn't have to subdivide. You could just sculpt, and then it would add huh. more, like, geometry to yeah. that area. Which so is wait, really that's cool. like subdivide, a localized subdivide. Yeah, around wherever you're sculpting. That's cool. Um, so, Vern, I have a question for you. Uh, shoot. What do you think is the next big graphical milestone people are, are gunning for? I think it's ray tracing. <laughs> okay, well, let's say we've... That, uh, Ray tracing is going to be achieved. What do you mm -hmm. think the next one is? Um, I mean, after that. Whew. After yeah. ray tracing? I think yeah. ray tracing will be it. And I think you'll just polish that. It's It models itself after real world behavior. So mm -hmm. I, I don't see something that does that better. You don't think there's like uh, another... Like I, 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 one thing that comes to mind, for example, is water physics, like like fluid physics, which are getting better and better and better. And we'll talk about that a little bit, I'm sure, when we mm -hmm. talk about Sea of Thieves. Mm. Oh yeah, but um, uh, you, it, while the ocean is beautifully rendered in that, you I don't know how like waterfalls look or like pretty pretty or, rubbish or act like uh, players interacting with the water that sort yeah. of thing. Uh, yeah, w water is a big deal. Um, but like modeling and conveying a certain thing is, it's been done. Yeah, I guess having things behave correctly, like mm. uh, sort of what Zelda was doing with that whole chemistry thing. It would theirs was it very would be, simple. But. It would be cool to have ice next to a fire and melt mm. correctly. Yeah. It would be cool to have that kind of behavioral stuff. Mm -hmm. um, 
so the whole chemistry engine like have that fully realized would be cool i just want a game where you can set a whole forest on fire <laughs> did you ever play far cry, far cry yeah, I 2 guess, i guess destructibility is, is yeah. always yeah. really cool too and just remain. I think that tells yeah. me more about you, Blake, than like. <laughs> well, did you ever? Did you ever play Far Cry Two? I want a game where you can like torture someone. <laughs> <laughs> they have. They have that. It was called Manhunt, and it was banned oh, yeah. in New Zealand. Oh dear. Yeah. That, that kind of touches on the uh, cyberpunk stuff, like the rumors of the cyberpunk game. Oh okay. Because, yeah, we're gonna talk about that as well. Because um, they kind of talk about do possibly wanna... having destructible environments. Yeah. So what was so on that? video yeah we linked uh they were talking about like yeah they'd have they'd have destructible environments so you'd blow up a, a chunk of a building, building or something yeah. and then over time like that will it would, that would sort of change like either like drones will come and like slowly repair it or something like that or it will yeah. just like stay destroyed and i guess get more deteriorated or something i'm not yeah it, yeah, it looked like there were repercussions. Yeah, like, like there were repercussions, yeah. <clears throat> and and that sounds really cool. Um, no one... Is Red Faction Gorilla the only one that has, like, destructibility? Oh, in, that game. Um, I remember that. I, I guess there are there a lot of, of like... Um, have destructibility to yeah. a degree. Yeah. The, oh, um, that... didn't, didn't Battlefield 1 you yeah. drive a tank through buildings? But then you come up to, like, a fence that's, like, indestructible. <laughs> You're like, wait, yeah. what? This ammo crate. Yeah. Like, uh, invincible. Yeah, invincible ammo crates. Yeah, that seems to be the the big thing, or well, the biggest limitation is like everything. All, most usually, most mm. destructibility has to be baked in, and and sort of pre designed, and then you'll you'll run yeah. up against things that just don't interact the same way. Um, there is a game. Uh, there's a, a like a lone game developer who goes by the name Cryptic C, I think. Okay. And he does a lot of weird experimental games, usually physics based. Um, like there's one where you uh, are ice, like uh, it's like ice hockey, and you skate around with Waz, and you move your hockey stick with the mouse. Okay. Um, and it, it's really like it uses like really weird physics, so you kind of like lean around, and hmm. your your stick is really wonky and all sorts of stuff. But he'd made a game that was like, um, I think everything was built out of voxels basically, and you could blow up all objects. Yeah. Because it was just volumetric pixels, they would hmm. actually deteriorate, like vanish and blow up and act based on whatever set of physics he'd had implemented. And so that his games had like quite a lot of destructibility. Um, yeah, I think that's a fair assumption that destructibility is sort of the neck or, or like a high level of interactivity. GTA is something I would like to see have a higher level of interactivity. Yeah. Um, I think that's the biggest failing of of that series is they give you this massive sprawling city that is mostly super superficial. Um, I yeah, want... could, could you imagine in GTA if what they're talking about in cyberpunk where like, you know, you, you blow if up something. rumors some, are true. If these rumors are true, you blow up something in GTA and it actually, it's more than just a news story on the radio yeah. about it. It's just like, it's there and it like affects it'd be, the, the it'd whole be thing. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. If, if it's real. Like yeah. Yeah. If see... it's real, that's the thing. It's all just rumors right now. Yeah. Um, th that would be cool. Mm. Um, but the the cyberpunk things, I, I wanted to ask you. I know I know you yep. asked me at the end of the last episode. Yeah. What? You're gonna get it? Yeah. You're, you're excited I'm, I'm about it. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna okay. get it. I've I've got faith after like listening to their rumors. They were talking about things like how The Witcher was a huge like learning thing for them mm. and almost a learning, almost a training for cyberpunk because apparently they've been planning to do cyberpunk for a long time. I think they they were working on it in theory back when I was at IGN. Yeah. You know, 
yeah. long time, almost 10 years ago. And they're saying that like the stuff they learned doing The Witcher is all kind of in service of of cyberpunk, which mm. I think is going to be crazy because that Witcher was an amazing game. It's either going to be the best game ever or a massive disappointment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I don't know how hyped it is because they announced that they had that CG trailer. Yeah. Like years ago, which was, as we all know, a recruiting thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it wasn't anything like indicative of the game. Yeah. Like, like it. Yeah. Maybe it was, cyber chick with claws out of it was, or whatever. It was, it was the most basicest basic CG trailer you could have because it was a, it was pretty it's much a still image. <laughs> like I think it had some very very minor movement, but it was basically a still image. You might as well have just sent a, a single photo and been like cyberpunk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're hiring. Yeah, and put some put some music over it, and then we're like, yeah. How do they have they given like an, an estimated date for it? Uh, I don't. Bro, rumors uh, that it will be making an appearance at E three this um, year. Yeah, with with well, PlayStation behind it, just and, a few months away. Yep. But it also seems like uh, the next generation of consoles are going to be announced also, or some, something like this. Early. It seems early because the lack of good titles on like, this generation of consoles. Well, also, that's how I feel about the whole like, thing. The Xbox One was four and a half years ago, right? Well, yeah, yeah. How how long is a regular console cycle? Because the 360 it's, and stuff got extended. With I think they're like six years. Yeah, it depends. Like, I mean, the last few generations have been between like six and eight years, with yeah. the exception of Nintendo consoles, which have had a shorter life cycle. I'm I'm so sure I remember Sony talking about ten years of. Uh, PlayStation, PlayStation 3. 3, yeah. yeah. Um, because that's how long the PlayStation... Th PlayStation 2 came out in 2001. Yeah. And they sort of, quote-unquote, officially ended support for it in, like, 2011. Wow. So that was... But, I mean, by that stage, the PlayStation 3 had been out for a couple of years. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I don't know. I guess we'll see. But then with all these, like, half... Well, not half, but, like, console updates, you know, like PlayStation oh, yeah, Pro and, and, yeah. and stuff, like, it just... It can extend the uh, the the life of a, a console cycle for ages. So the, I mean, that's uh, Jonathan at work. His his theory is that this is the last console generation as we know yeah. it, and that huh. it's going to be incremental upgrades, mm. um, more like the iPhone model than anything yeah. else, where it's all sort of backwards compatible to a degree. Yeah. And but at that's... some point, they sort of drop support. Like they don't, they, we don't support the iPhone three anymore. Mm. Whatever it is that you know. So do you think they'll just continue calling it like the Xbox One and the PlayStation <laughs> Four? Because what comes after Pro? What <laughs> yeah, or PlayStation. That's a good question. Yeah, I don't know. The, I mean, the PlayStation Four Pro too. Yep. Four Pro <laughs> Certainly, two. Sony has a much easier naming scheme for the future than Microsoft. Oh, yeah. yeah. Where does Microsoft go from here? I don't know. I'm excited to see. <laughs> the Xbox it's, it's One X. Be, there's no two. way it's not going to be funny, yeah. <laughs> right? be like i don't know xbox two weeks the, the xbox a no they just call it the xbox, <laughs> xbox. the nope. xbox y box well makes you ask why why do we do this yeah <laughs> um yeah I'm, do you I'm think curious. um do you think cyberpunk will have like character customization like the fallout type i kind of hope so really yeah okay I'd, but then like their games like the witcher you didn't need it because you were playing, You're playing a, specific a specific character. character. Yeah, I uh, feel like Cyberpunk. I don't know what the whole because it's based on a role playing game or something. I think like huh. a tabletop role playing game. Yeah, it's a it? system like D and D, right? Yeah, so it'd 
because of that, I think you, you probably have some level of customization. Yeah. But I wouldn't, like, com I think comparing it to Fallout makes you go, ooh. It, it does, but that's the only thing I, that's the only example I yeah. have. Like, I'm sorry. But they, they're also talking about it's going to be mostly single player. Like, they're going to have some multiplayer, what did they say? They had some multiplayer, like, aspects to it, but it really is a single player at its core. Mm. So I think character customization isn't going to be that much of a deal. Like, you could just have a few, you know, you could just, you can just have a few uh, variations of a head and stuff, and and away you go. Yeah. D do you think that gives you like very broad stories? <laughs> you know. Well, not really. Because you don't get to craft it to a specific person. Nah. No. Oh, like stories, like no, because it's like, it's it's just. It depends on on the sort of story you're you're after. Mm. I mean, if you want to be the central character in every story. Probably, like it probably it, it by definition can't be really specific, right? If if you can quote unquote be anybody, but mm. if you look at like the Elder Scrolls style of storytelling, where everyone has their own stories that you ultimately become involved in, then they can be very specific. Mm. You're just sort of the the thing that moves it along, as opposed to being yeah. a central figure. A lot of a lot of the Witcher was like that. The, the Witcher's main story, you were very much at the center of, but then all the side stuff you were sort of just coming in and usually fucking shit up yeah and then leaving <laughs> for better or worse usually yeah. for worse like the barren side quest that everyone really talks about like you're just you're just a minor character in this dude's life mm. that helps him out really yeah I, I mean you can get quite a wide variety of stories without yeah. having to like take who the character is mm. into account. And CG Project Raid on The Witcher were pretty good at like making it really feel like there is a world around you that you're just a part of. Like the world doesn't revolve around you. Cool. Like I mean Skyrim and Elder Scrolls, you do kind of feel like the world revolves around you a little bit, I think. It depends. It because you're always the chosen one in all those games. Yeah, for the main quests, for the main storyline yeah. certainly. But like you go to the you go to a city and someone's complaining that someone else has yeah. stolen something from their house and you have to retrieve oh, sure. it. You know that's sort of. But then you become the leader of all the guilds. Yep. And um, yep, for, um, there are certainly yep. storylines where you are front and center, and then mm. there are there are storylines. I, I think there are a lot of like sort of un um, quests that aren't part of a central theme. Yeah. Um, where you are just the the catalyst to pr to progress yeah. the story yeah yeah no they, yeah you're right there are definitely like question skyrim where you just wander by and someone says hey can you help me yeah in the, with this dungeon and there's a, a story around this dungeon and exactly just like a, 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 passing a, through a good example is like the uh, the daedric quests yeah there's a that's a whole theme where you really are just the thing that moves the story yeah along yeah more. um you know there, there's like a one of my favorite quests in oblivion is one where you go inside of a painting oh yeah um, sounds like a portal. It, it, <laughs> well, sort of oh, it's one of them portals. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> God damn. Go inside a painting. Yep. So let's, let's oh, talk there's about... a whole dungeon in there. <laughs> yeah. Didn't even know yeah. about. Yeah, there's a loading screen. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the the paint yetis. Yeah. Remember the paint? Yeah, yetis? I do. I do remember. I really like yeah. paint yetis. That was my. That was a great quest. Yeah. Um, I really love when games. Uh, have enough freedom that you can do something really weird yep. like that and, and unexpected and it's just such a treat for the player to be yeah. like what um and 
you know, it's, it's a memorable quest because it's so different. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's talk about uh, uh, Sea of Thieves, unless you guys have more to talk about on, on, on Cyberpunk. No, I really got nothing. No, I don't know. I just, I, I just got excited because they said it would be three times larger than The Witcher <laughs> plus The Witcher DLC, and, yep. and that's fucking massive to me. Yeah, okay. I, I guess the level of quality is of The Witcher you're, you're happy with. <laughs> and so, <laughs> wow. And so four times the size wow. of that is, is cool. Well, so, Severn, are you going to get it? <laughs> I, dude, I am going to get it, but I, I want to see more. I, I'd like to yeah. see uh, oh, gameplay. Yeah. I'd like to see an in-game trailer of some kind. I like that you've already, you're both <laughs> on board to get it, and you haven't seen gameplay yet. No, we haven't. Yeah. Well, I'm ba- oh, I don't know what you're basing it off, because I'm, I'm basing it off my enjoyment of The Witcher. Yeah. Yep. But you hated the witch, so I don't know what you're. Well, well, I, I, I will occasionally think may, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> what? Maybe the witch no. is a good game. The children, it's the children who are wrong. But I don't, but I don't know anything about the witch. So at least I could play it when everyone else is playing it, and then yeah. kind of gauge how other people. I think you want to play it. Thing. So when people so are talking it. about it, you can be like, "Damn man, this game is bullshit." <laughs> I'll I'll play it with a notebook, yep. and then I can about, look at all these you. problems. Yeah. Have we t- mentioned? Have we talked about Carl's board game, by the way, at all? Yeah, I know he came yeah. on here. Yeah, yeah we talked it, about it. Yeah. Did we talk about how the Kickstarter ended? Uh, no, the Kickstarter was still going when he was on. Yeah, so it ended successfully, very successfully. Mm. Even um, broke half a million. Damn. Yeah. So I've got. Who was it at when we talked? I think it was at three hundred thousand when we. Yeah. Spoke. And then we plugged it, and then boom. And then boom, yeah. half a million. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's, that's uh, that's the front seat gamer, uh, power effect. Yeah. Um, I I've got a copy coming in the mail. Nice. So I'm excited to try that out. I, I didn't have... I didn't buy a copy. I did back it, but I didn't pay enough for a copy. <sighs> That's fine. I don't I don't have friends <laughs> to play it with, and any any friends I do have to play it with, will they probably already have their game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Carl's gonna sign sign my copy. Oh, cool. So that's gonna be neat. Yep. So um, look. Look for that on uh, <laughs> eBay. eBay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, it's coming in like September or something. So yeah, got ways to go. It's cool. Yeah, I'm excited. I've never played that. I've never played this no, game. Neither. Neither. Um, all right. So Sea of Thieves. Sea That's, of Thieves. Uh, for those who are, haven't paid attention much, it's the it's the rareware. The rare, it, are, rare. They, are they called rareware or are they just? I thought they were called rare. I, I thought it was rare. That's why. That's why. Just before the podcast, we met up for coffee, and yeah. Nick just comes up to me and says. Oh, you're playing that Rare game? And I was like, what? what? Rare game. You're playing that Rare Rare game? game. Rare game. Yeah, so I'm playing that Rare <laughs> game. Yep. Uh, sea of Thieves. Uh, you're a pirate, I guess. I'm a pirate. And you go on the sea with other pirates. With other thieves. Yep. And you pilot a pirate ship. Yeah, we, we pilot it. It's, Pir- it's, you drive it. We drive it. I believe. Yeah. Um, like, it's it's cool. I've been enjoying it quite a lot. Um. I felt I now I played a little bit of it at E3. Yeah. Uh, and E3, as I've probably mentioned before, isn't like one of the worst environments you can play a video game in mm-hmm. because you're surrounded by noise and people yeah. shoving past you. So what What happened in your E3 game? Well, uh, I was, uh, we were at the Xbox booth mm-hmm. with, with Rareware, Rare, 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 where Sea of Thieves <laughs> was. Yeah. Uh, and during one of the breaks, they're just like, "Hey, do you want to play?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." And uh, and so they gave us the sort of demo spiel, with the guy telling you how to do things, what to do, and where to go. And oh my gosh, there's a pirate ship near you, and oh, there's an island. Go explore. Um, and my 
the the game looks good. Mm. Um, oh, the, wa- the water, man. The the first time I played with friends, we, uh, one of the guys was just taking photos. Yeah. 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 The game is absolutely. I mean, the water is is stunning. Yeah. Like, it's probably the best game. Water when the the ever. sun the sunsets hit that water, or when the moonlight hits the water, oh, like and, it, and you can just, see it shining through. Yeah. And it's that beautiful green emerald yeah, yeah. color. Um. Uh, but my biggest problem when I was playing was the the complexity. There's like oh you, really? You use your well, you use your like radial selector or whatever, and yeah. there's like. 15 different tool options and each of them has a different function and like it's just like okay you need to first of all learn what each of these tools does then you actually have to be able to like toggle between them uh as necessary Mm -hmm. which when you're in the middle of combat or when your ship's being like slowly sinking or whatever it is uh can actually be really hard Mm -hmm. at least on a controller for me so i think yeah i think the main issue for you is that you're playing you were you were on a controller yeah. and so you really have to use that radial like yeah. those radial menus but on on pc you've got like the one and two buttons which are your your two weapons yeah so you just switch between those and those are like the main thing you need to switch to quickly you know yeah. you're like oh a skeleton has popped up boom i got my sword out you know i don't have yeah. to go through a menu but then uh you are kind of right that like going like navigating those radial menus can be a pain yeah uh because you lo- you you bring up the first radial menu the main one that has your compass on and the uh what else you got yeah your, your compass your bucket um yeah. cannonballs and and planks of wood to repair the ship so you bring you bring that up and then you gotta you know uh go to the thing that you want and once you once you sort of get used to that it's kind of okay it's pr- it's pretty much fine but there's also a second layer to that mm. which you so you hold the radial menu and then press another button <laughs> and to bring up a second radial menu underneath that one and that's got the lesser stuff on there like your musical instruments and your your tankard <laughs> and stuff like that um it's cool which is that, that, which is cool but it's just that that is very annoying like i almost never use my musical instruments right because it's just a pain to like get to yeah you know and especially like especially when the buttons are are so sort of close together and you can easily like hit the wrong button and then if you're in a bad position on your boat fall off the ship right you know um i also just don't like like games where you have chores to do yep you know what i mean I, if the ship is sinking, the buckets you have to get your bucket out yeah. and start scooping water. So and it's not a matter of like, oh, you just stand in the water and span the button. No, you have to press the button yep. to get your bucket full of water, then run out on top of the ship and throw it out. So I think that's like, a with the galleons. That's ugh. that's a major problem with the smaller boats. It's like a few feet away to a window, right? And so you just chuck it out a window. Okay. Uh, on the galleons, uh, when you go to the bottom deck, you 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 uh, you know. Uh, you fill your fill your bucket with water, yep. and then you got to run all the way to the top. But in the mid deck, there are like windows that are always just closed. Right, like you should be able to open those and chuck out water there. That would like just running up one flight of stairs would be a huge like Time improvement. Yeah. yeah, because it's such a pain on the galleons to do that. Uh, yeah, so I, that was my biggest obstacles. I realized while I was playing this in this very short demo mm. that like. There's going to be parts of the game I probably enjoy, and then there's going to be parts of the game yeah. that I really hate doing, and it's yeah. probably necessary. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I d- I don't know how like the, the the bailing out water is definitely like the I think the weakest part of that game. It's just it's it's so 
tedious and yeah. like if you like you can be so here's the thing you can be in a major fight with another ship and one person can be designated to bailing right because like to to stay afloat you're bailing out water and one person you know and fixing uh you know fixing holes in the yeah, ship at the, the same damage. time so one yeah. person just never sees the fight because they're just running up and down the stairs with buckets of water so and bummer. and pieces of wood yeah it's a real bummer on a whole it's like this is this is fun because you're working as a crew, and of course, on a on a real ship, there'd be someone that does that, and isn't this all fun? But not for the person that's no. doing it. Um, there was a game called Puzzle Pirates, yeah, um, which was an MMO, probably 2003, somewhere mm-hmm. around then. Um, a sort of similar premise where you're a pirate on a ship, yeah, you go around doing stuff like visiting islands or whatever, you know. Um, and there was a that you had to bail water out of a ship. Yeah. Uh, but that was like a, a, a the what made that fun was these were all puzzles. Like every task that you had to do was yeah. in the form of a puzzle. And I don't remember what the the bilging build like the the bucketing whatever it was yeah. puzzle was, but it was like it was just a, it was a game in itself. It wasn't a repetitive mm. thing. Um, and that's just, I think the biggest. My biggest hurdle with this is it's just going to be like a bunch of repetitive actions, and they they could have streamlined it. Yeah, they could have oh, yeah. said, had it done by context or like by loadout, where you yeah. you can only take five tools. Yeah, you have them all available to you. Anytime you go to an island mm. or a, or a box on your ship or something, you you can choose your loadout, but you always have five tools maximum, mm. and then you you are making interesting decisions yeah. along with your friends. And then someone is basically being designated as the bucket person. Because right. Because they, they'll bring the bucket. And, you know, if, uh, like, this is a this leads into, I think, like, progression in the game where, like, you would think that, oh, there'd be upgrades at some point where you get, like, a hand pump or something that pumps right. out water way faster or, or something like that. But there's absolutely nothing like that. Or you get buckets that, you know, being weird magic pirate stuff can bail out, like, twice as much and then four times as much or, yeah. or something like that. I mean, I was even thinking about this. They've got this sort of weird comical theme. Mm. So, I mean, it's a rare game, so it's sort of funny and tongue-in-cheek. They could have had it be like you when you scoop your water at, when you're into your bucket, you like open up your, your pocket or something and, and pour it into right. there. Yeah, or, yeah. And, and that's what you do. And, yeah. and that would make it feel less tedious and kind of mm. funny or whatever. Like there are ways to handle yeah. it. But I don't, it I, don't mind, I, I don't mind it being like a little bit tedious as long as you can sort of upgrade yourself past that yeah like because you look in the you look in their uh, equipment store and you see items which turn out to just be cosmetic but you right. would think that the shiny gold bucket would be able to hold more water yeah just because it's you know i mean in reality it's no but like the game is clearly not reality so yeah. it's not a realistic game it's a very cartoony game so you would think that this expensive as bucket would have some sort of reason for it but it, instead, it's just cosmetic. Now you so you've been playing. Yeah. Um. How many, you've been playing with friends? Yep. I've been playing with friends and solo. Is, so is there an actual progression to it? Like you. So the only these... the only progression is in cosmetic items. You're you're just you're just like making yourself and your ship look better. Right. So you buy your so you buy the game. Yeah. You log in. You've got everything available to you basically. Yeah. And, uh, you I guess you appear on some like communal. Yeah, yeah. Friendly island, yeah. and you can meet people there. There's, and then there's go on town islands, boat. yeah. Um, at, but there's no like end objective. Well, they 
the end objective is to like you're basically just ranking up through these factions. Yeah. And the end objective is to like get the status of like legendary pirate. Okay. Through ranking all the way up through these factions and then unlocking like I think another faction or something. But then they also give you like quests that are pretty much the same. Like uh, only one person has managed to do this and it was a bit controversial how he did it. So he was a, I've only, I only just heard about this, but he was a streamer Yeah. and he said like, invite me into your game when you go to hand in quests. So he just sort of right. leapfrogged he just, his he way. Leached all of yeah, he he leached it all wow. it all off, and people were unhappy with that. Um, but it's that this guy a did that mechanic. Yeah, yeah. So. but um, apparently, apparently, people like sort of disappointed with what you actually get at the end, which is like you, you, you get the title legendary pirate, so you're like number one pirate guy, and then you get to the center of the galaxy. <laughs> And no, oh, shit. It, the comparisons to No Man's Sky are pretty, are, are, are pretty good. Really? Um, I, th- I think it's, uh, well, I, I don't know. I don't want to get off topic, but, uh, but, uh, yeah, you, 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 um, you get this rank of like legendary pirate and then you have access to like some legendary, some sort of tavern where all these pirates of the past are in like ghost or zombie form or something. And okay. you get missions from them then. And okay. then I don't know, like I don't know what you do from there. Like, right. I mean, there's just it's the the game is like pretty bare bones, really. I think it's just it it looks like it's basically a huge, a, a not quite sandbox water box. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's, sand and water box. Yeah, it is a sand and water box. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and but but like the the missions that you do. Uh, so far, I haven't gotten tired of them. Like, yeah. even though you are basically repeating, they are basically fetch quests of a, yeah. uh, where you're, you know, look, you 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 got a map, you got a treasure map. It shows an island. You have to find that. You have to actually find that island on the map. It doesn't mm-hmm. tell you where it is. It doesn't automatically point you anywhere. That's cool. And then you get to you mark it on the map. Yeah. And then you got to navigate your way there, dig up the treasure, or if it's a riddle, you know, solve, solve like, riddle, figure out the riddle, and that can be quite fun. Yeah. Um. So like that that stuff is fun, and then there's like, um, there's three factions, and that's one of them is the treasure hunting faction that give you maps. Another one uh, is going to kill, go to go to islands and kill skeletons, and uh-huh. there'll be like a skeleton boss that pops up, and or, or several skeleton bosses that will pop up. Sure. Um, but again, that's sort of like that. It's it's kind of repetitive. All 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 you get is like do kill more things yep you know and there's the skeleton bosses are like pretty much they're just like fancier versions of the regular skeletons you know right the skeleton is the only enemy which is kind of a kind of a bummer yeah um and then there's the the trade faction which is probably the most annoying to do because you have you you have to deliver um animals (laughs) to a different outpost yeah um, and they'll give you the cages for those animals, and you have to go find an island that has these animals on, and they're specific ones that'll be like red speckled chicken, right? And you gotta you gotta catch them, and then put them on your boat, and then and okay. sell them to wherever you want. And those those ones are probably the least enjoyable in, okay. in my mind. Although they do, I I treat them more as like a passive quest. Right, so, as so in like you, it's something you do while you're doing the other. Yeah, two. so but but you can only do one quest at a time though. That's the thing. What? Yeah, 
Wait, so you okay? There are three factions. You can only accept one quest. You can you 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 can have three quests on your in your inventory, but you can only actively do one quest at a time. Okay. But you don't have to hand it in to complete it. So once you've dug up all the treasure in that quest, boom, the quest is completed. Ah, okay. Um, and then you can do another quest. Right. Um, and then the quest is like truly completed once you hand them all in you'll get like extra faction points and stuff yep. like that because okay. it will remember that you're doing this but you once you've dug everything up or once you've killed all the skeletons uh it's just done it, it's just done yeah um and with but so with the um with the with the trade union one uh you i just like i'll accept that that quest and it'll be like you know for two pigs or whatever like that. So I'll just sail around some islands and be like, this looks like a big island on the map. I'll, I'll check that out. And along the, yep. and along the way, you can also find, you find, you can find like treasures and stuff. So it, it rewards you for exploring, but it doesn't reward you enough. I think mm. like you can go to a huge island and there'll be like, there's interesting ruins and like, like smugglers coves and like underwater caves and like all this like environmental storytelling where like you can see that, There'd been a showdown here because there's like skeletons with, with guns in their hands or something like that. And like stuff had happened, but then there's like no reward for recognizing any of that or... I mean, I would assume it's just because there is a quest that brings you to that place. Well, and yeah, some there, of this that, will be that is in often that. the thing. But yeah. like after playing something like Zelda, that just gives right. you a little reward for yep. exploring, like just have that. And yeah. I suppose there are like cannonballs and stuff you can find, but you find them everywhere. They're they're like in every every barrel is either cannonballs, planks of wood, or bananas. Right, uh, which I assume are just raw materials. Yeah, yeah. Which you just yeah. Okay. So, like, just to find, just just give me something, you know. Like I right. go to a, I go to an island that's all graves. Like this is a pirate graveyard, so yeah. I'm digging up a bunch of graves and I'm getting nothing out of them. <laughs> Like, the bones. What's up with that? Yeah, like you should, like you should get something. And what, what yeah. is like when the the times that you do feel really rewarded is that I went to an island which was just a tiny like spit of sand, really, like a few rocks, a few trees, but mostly sand. And from the sea, you can see like glints of um, like uh, like treasure. Mm -hmm. uh. And and there was three of them, and I was like, holy shit, this is great. And I picked picked them up, and they were like two of them were like uh, messages messages in a bottle, which were quests. Yep. So suddenly I've got like new quests and they, those count as active quests. Okay. So you don't have to actually activate them. They activate already. Right. So you've got as well as if you're already on a mission, you've got your treasure map, new treasure maps will show up in this, okay. in this second radial menu. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, it's, uh, that, that, that's actually fine because like the, the, the mission radial menu is different to the, the, the tools radio menu so you can uh -huh. you, you, you kind of get used to it yeah. it's 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 not a big deal on keyboard anyway sure um but yeah and that that's cool because you're like yeah i, I feel like i've been rewarded for stopping off at this random little island yep. and i found like all these bits of treasure you know some of them are you know some of them are messages and bottles some of them are actual like gob golden goblets that you can like cash in for for a lot of money yep and and that's when that's when the game feels like rewarding Great. and like you you're, you're doing something but then other times you go like i said you go to like a graveyard where it's like all this crazy storytelling is happening and and, and there's just nothing yeah. there's just nothing there interesting and 
Um, Zelda has set a high bar for open yeah, world. Yeah, yeah, it has. It, and, it has. Mm. Um, but yeah, all you're, yeah, all you're basically doing is grinding for reputation to buy cosmetics. That seems so weird to me. Yeah, because I, I, I don't. I, look, I, I work on Path of Exile. We make our money through cosmetics. Yeah, I personally don't care about how my character looks. Well, I, it, I don't, I don't think that's being the case in any game. Basically. I've, I've kind of, I've kind of gotten into it. Like I like. Making my, my dude like buying the cosmetics and decking out my ship yeah. and stuff like that, but it needs. I think it needs like I and I I like that if you buy a a sword, it's not extra damage. You know, I like that yep. it's it's always skill based, no matter what. Sure. Every 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 character in the game can be killed in three sword hits. Okay. So like you, like everyone's on the level playing field. Yeah. But what I'd what I, what I think would be really cool is like because it's like this mystical sort of like piratey thing. Have some like unique items that do like unique things. Yeah. Like like say you have like a I don't know like a charm or a or a helmet diver's helmet that lets you breathe underwater for longer right. or just I mean this just comes something. back to this comes back to the loadouts thing, right? If, yeah. If for example, you can only carry five tools around yeah. you. And one of them lets you breathe underwater. Yeah. But while you're breathing underwater, you can't do other stuff yeah. because it's part of your load. Well, have, and that's like, have actually, this is very, like, this. you just reminded me of um, Rory's uh, D&D system where you can have, his his magic items are called relics. Yeah. And he's made it so that you can only have three relics at a time. Mm-hmm. I mean, just have that kind of thing in, right. in Sea of Thieves. You know, you got three special items. Um. Maybe one of them makes you allows you to like bail out water faster or something. Like <laughs> right. one of them makes lets you like breathe underwater or or swim faster or like have have some just something, you know? So how much did you pay for this game, if you don't mind me? Oh well, here's the here's the interesting thing. This is this is where I think there's a conspiracy. Okay. Um have I, you heard I, I, did no. you not see I posted this on the Facebook? No. Oh man, I I sounded I realized when I was typing it that like, should I sound like I work for Microsoft and I'm like, hey, check this out. Okay. But um <laughs> so the so the game is a hundred bucks New Zealand. Yeah. And it I, I definitely think it's not worth a hundred bucks New yep. Zealand. I would say I mean I, I I would happily pay like thirty bucks for it. Sure. That's what I think. Uh but um if you if you join this uh Microsoft Game Pass subscription for ten bucks a month, uh-huh. Sea of Thieves is on that for free. Interesting. So it's basically right. a subscription game. Yeah. Huh. But Wait, it's a hundred bucks if you want to just buy it outright. If you get this ten dollar subscription thing, yeah. And then you cut it out the next month, do you lose access to Sea of Thieves? Yeah. Okay, I see. Yeah. Right. That seems But then okay. you don't apparently you don't lose access to your like account or anything. You just one, one, if you want to come back, you just re-up this sub right. and then you're, you're yeah. back on there. It's just like a World of Warcraft account. It's just, yeah. you know. Do you think that, I mean, have they talked about what they're doing in the future with this game at all? Um, I've seen a few things. They're talking about one thing that was like cool, but also I kind of don't care. They've got, they, they want to have introduced pets. <laughs> okay. A further customization of your pirate. <sighs> so you got pets. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> Fishing was something. Are they all? And which is weird <laughs> that fishing is not in this game, game already. Yeah, yeah. You know, but 
Yeah. And and like while I'm playing with my friends, we're all like, oh, this game needs this kind of thing. This game needs that kind of thing. Like there's, it's such a like, it, it's such a bare bones game that like you can just imagine where it could go. Right. I um, suspect. That, I wonder how much of. I, I'm very curious about the development process of this game because they were working on it for quite a long time. Yeah. I I really wonder how much of it was initially much more directed, mm. and they just kept pulling elements away. Either yeah, it, they weren't ready it, on time. It or just feels it feels a little bit empty. Like yeah. it's it's less it it's definitely less empty than No Man's Sky. Okay, good. like it's it's a little bit it's full of water. It's full of water. <laughs> I was I was saying <laughs> that like to my friends that this is this is kind of what No Man's Sky should have oh. been. Come on, man, <laughs> man. T- <laughs> that phrase <laughs> triggers me. Can, but it it has that kind of No Man vibe where you're like. Sailing to an island and you're exploring it for a while and then you're sailing off. Yeah. Um, procedural island. I mean, but it's not procedural. That's the thing. It's like all handcrafted and it's got all this like awesome storytelling. Yeah. But it's just sort of empty and a few skeletons might pop up every once in a while. Did you ever play uh, Wind Waker? No. Legend of Zelda Wind Waker, where you sail from island to island and each island has its own thing. No. Okay. That sounds real great. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it's, what, it's what No Man's Sky. It's not. Is that what No Man's Are you saying that's what No Man's Sky should have been? It's what Sea of Thieves should have been. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, do, do they do anything with, like, they've got the Kraken in there. Do they do anything yeah. with sirens or other? Oh, the um, sirens are just, like, respawn people. So if you go too far from your boat, a siren will pop up and give you, and you'll talk to them, and they just respawn you on oh, your boat. Right. Yeah. Um, oh man, it's it's the quick travel. Yeah, it's just the quick travel. Yeah. But you have to be far away. From, you already have to be in trouble to get it. Yeah. Um. But they talking about the kraken. Um. So the kraken is in the game, and it'll it'll show up. I don't know how it shows up. It seems random, mm. but it's kind of cool. Like what happens is that like, you'll be sailing along, and the water will suddenly turn like ink black. Yes. Yeah, and then these like tentacles will come up all over your ship. And does the clouds do the clouds do anything? No, I don't. I haven't seen the clouds doing anything. Yeah. Uh, but there is like skeleton forts that make a giant skeleton cloud. Very cool. Skeleton it. cloud. Yeah, you s- you see it in the distance, which is like an open sort of raid dungeon, basically. So it seems to me that the best part of this game is the water. I I feel like yes, that the water is the best thing. Yeah, the water and is the, they spent the water is really cool. The um, yeah. the PvP is pretty cool as well. Like I okay. I really enjoyed. We we had some cool fights with other boats. Um, Were you on build duty? Uh, what did we do? I was on cannons. I was trying to steer. I was doing well, a bunch then, of stuff. And of course, you had a good time. <laughs> yeah. Poor poor son of a gun who's down. Yeah. In the well, I think we all we we galley. all sort of no one was assigned anything. Okay. We all sort of just did what needed to be done. <laughs> yeah. So like, I actually hardly ever fired any of the cannons, which which is like the fun thing. I was mostly I was mostly the steerer. I was the steerer of the boat. Um, did you win? Uh, let me think. We ended up having to to sail away because we fought. We were fighting on the edge of a storm and sort of just uh. fought our way into a storm, and then realized, holy shit, we're in a storm. We need to get out of here. And there's yeah. like lightning is like striking the boat, and that causes damage. And then actually, there was a time where I was trying to pilot us out of the storm, and all my friends were just bailing the, <laughs> the water out. So it was a fun time for them. Jeez. <laughs> I, I, I mean, this. It sounds like there are cool moments to be had. There, there's, yeah, that, but that, that it, is there's a, no it's, overarching direction to make those cool moments. Yeah, worthwhile. It, 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 it relies heavily, I think, on other players sure. to generate yeah. a lot of the content. Because it's, the best times I've had is when I'm interacting with random 
uh, other players yeah. and like, like, like getting chased by bigger ships or like chasing other ships and, and getting into fights or we, we, we had this, we, um, had this awesome, uh, like, uh, move where, um, um, I had, we, we had a whole bunch of, uh, gunpowder barrels on our boat uh-huh. and, uh, we sailed up to an island that we had a quest to go to. This was me and one other friend. So we were just on a small boat. Yep. Um, and we were sailing up to this other island and we saw, oh shit, there's another little boat parked there. And we saw that there was someone up on the very end of the boat, like watching. Mm-hmm. So before we got sort of in range, I jumped off the back of our boat with this gunpowder barrel and sort of swum at an angle so this guy couldn't see and he was just he was clearly just watching our boat sail by yeah uh, and then i snuck onto his boat went down to the deck blew up the gunpowder barrel and then stole what his uh he had a he had a skull uh which was like what you get for killing one of those skeletons and that's yep. what you hand in so i stole that skull and then ran off wow and then the, these guys what a jerk yeah it was it was so good and then um these guys were like clearly like clearly in trouble like i i saw another one of them who was on the island run back into the boat and they started sailing off and like my friend picked me up on the other side of the island we started chasing after them and firing on them and we just saw them like slowly sink into oh. The- <laughs> oh. all right <laughs> it was great that sounds awesome that was awesome but um the um oh man what was it the the best the best one we did was uh uh, we got into a fight. It was me and a uh, friend again on the small ship. And we got into a fight with a single person on another small ship. Um, and we got wrecked. Like, I don't know how the hell this guy was like so good. Like we, we ended up sinking and we had a treasure chest on there. Oh, no. So I was like, oh no, we're going to lose our treasure. So I, before we started, just before we went down, I grabbed the treasure chest and jumped in the, in the ocean and started swimming to the nearest island. And I just kept swimming for probably like oh, almost five minutes, Ugh. almost five minutes. I kept swimming. Now I couldn't if I if I talked to a siren to respawn me I would have dropped the treasure chest. Right. So I was just swimming to this island and then I saw that oh it was an outpost it's a it's a friendly town where I can hand in the chest. Mm. And I was like oh this is great. And oh there's another ship parked there. No that that's an, that's interesting. So I I went up handed in the chest and then saw that there was somebody else handing stuff in. So I shot that person. Shot that person jumped on their boat saw that they had a, a treasure chest on there, ran, oh. took their treasure chest, handed that in for myself, ran back to their boat. I saw that they'd respawned again, so I killed them again. Oh. And then I sailed off with their boat. Wow. And that person quit the game that day, yeah. probably. That was, that, was, that, that was great. That was really great. And then I, it was, uh, I was on their boat, and my friend had respawned with a new boat, so we sort of met up in the ocean. And then just just as we started meeting up, the the other person respawned on their own boat. So I was finding them for a little while, but then jumped overboard and hopped on my friend's boat. And then we turned around and started shooting it. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like it's there are moments. Of yeah, fun no, it, it totally it just is. Doesn't sound like there's much of a reason. It yeah, to, it's it's to... it's a uh, it. I think it's it's aiming to be one of those games like uh, like a PUBG or something that really, um, really shines when it's like. Player players interacting with each other. Right. Talking about PUBG. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I was thinking the same yeah. thing. So, uh, what's today's date? Second. April 2nd. <laughs> That's right. Yesterday was April 1st, April Fool's Day. Path of Exile's April Fool's was no joke. It was Path of Exile Royale. Yep. Which is a uh, 
a, a battle royale style game. We just slapped it together in a day, yep. give or take, and uh, pretty fun. You know, the um, a lot of people were saying, yeah, whatever, a day of development, but yep. um, a, a lot of that development was two people less than a day, mm. and, and kind of on yep. fumes. So it was in terms of like studio, yeah. It, Far less than one oh, yes. whole d- yes. d- day was, of development. It wasn't, it wasn't a full day of <laughs> of GGG developing. Yeah. It was like three devs. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. like three devs doing what, doing about like, a day. Yeah, yeah. Th- they were making maybe, circles maybe with a few hours extra here and there yeah, to polish yeah. things up. And um, yeah, people seem to like it. I it, played some of it. Did you guys play? Yep, I I played some of it and released. We played a whole bunch during. Uh, yeah, in the lead up to it. In the lead up to it. Yeah, yeah. It's, fun. it's pretty fun. Yeah, um, I'm bad at it. Yep, same. I think I came ninth at oh, best. Man. I I didn't last more than five minutes on on release. Yeah. Did you, oh, you played it on yeah, release. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Uh, I did not play any on release just because I knew I'd get my ass handed mm. to me. Yeah. But it's great. Like, there's so many people playing that you can just rejoin a new game real quick. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't think I ever got in a game where there were a hundred people. It seemed to be around about seventy or eighty. By yeah, the time I think I had started. about seventy something as well. Um, but that's fine because there were still tons of people. Yeah, that's still more people than we were playing at work. We had twelve was the most we played at work. <laughs> yeah, and that was still fun. Yeah, and that was heaps of fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was that was cool. Uh, and we're basically out of time. But I do want to mention a game on on mobile, which I've been playing because it's really fun and completely free. And I actually I haven't re- I just checked realized I hadn't I don't know how they're making money. Uh, yeah, I still don't know how they're making money because I can't find any. Mm. Is there like a donation They're, button? Um, ads, yo? No ads, nothing. Huh. Um, okay, it's called Dungeon Cards. If you have a Android phone, it might be on iPhone as well, but it's definitely on Android. Dungeon Cards is a super fun little, like, I don't know, like roguelike card game. It's, mm. it's quite interesting because it just uses a grid of three by three cards and simulates like moving through a dungeon and fighting monsters and collecting items. And it does a surprisingly... Good job of like getting a lot of gameplay out of very very simple mechanics, so you should check out Dungeon Cards because it's really fun and completely free. And I haven't even seen ads or microtransactions, mm. so try it out. It's cool. Yeah, that's all I got. Uh, and read a yeah, we'll read we'll read one email. Um, we've only got we've got two here, but neither of them have questions. I think there's two. The top two are just comments. Yeah. Um, but sure, we'll, I'll read the top one. This is from Bran. He said it would be insanely cool to have the ability to look at models without needing to extract it from the files. The resolution slash quality might make not, might not be wet a workshop level of detail, but it's enough for folks to look at monsters and appreciate it. Or even cooler, providing the files as part of a supporter pack allowing for 3D printing of said files. The channel Maker's Muse would be a good local resource to help with that. Uh, I guess he's talking about Path of Exile. Yeah. Models. There has been some uh, data mining. Data mining, <laughs> yeah. But didn't didn't we go to a uh, electronics expo like a few years back, and there was like three D printed um, part of Exile stuff? Yeah, uh, Chevy did that, and he's no longer with the company. Um, yeah, that that was more for um, geez, what was it called? That expo? Yeah. And uh, I don't I don't know how more to show off that three D printing company I think and his sculpt oh you know? oh really was that his <laughs> goddamn <laughs> yeah um cause, yeah because I made the I, I worked on the kiwis and uh, he yeah. asked for one of those yeah and yeah that's how that happened 
But yeah, we, we don't really show that stuff up, but we also keep the high poly models for ourselves. Oh yeah. And the in-game models are, you know, pe- people that do data mine can extract that yeah. information. It's not, it's not fantastic. And you probably want to mm. like, download Blender to check them out. I used to, with World of Warcraft, there used to be a program I could just like view the models. And I only, wa- I only did that for hype. Cause I was just like, for hype, for hype, because I'd be like, "Oh man, what what do they got hidden in here?" And okay. you find like half finished stuff. Mm. I I quite like that. This is like data mining. Yeah, I guess it was. Jeez, um, I used never... to be able to go to like half finished areas in game. Mm. Um, there was a. Do you remember the dead mines? Yeah, which is like the first mines, blind yeah. side dungeon. If you were a mage, you could blink behind the entrance portal, and it was like Outland tiles. Oh, what? Yeah. Holy crap! Yeah, there was. There was See, I like cool that. Stuff. I like that kind of stuff back in the day, like because it all just hinted at like more stuff to come. Yeah. And uh, now they're, they're so polished that you just feel like they've got that stuff on wraps, and there's no sort of mystery behind it anymore. You still find weird stuff now and then, but yeah, it is. I, I remember seeing. I guess I was data mining, but I, I remember seeing like a uh, whole like half finished zone of the Emerald Dream in, uh, yep. in release. Yeah. And it had like all this unique art that was like nowhere else in the game. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, this is, this, is, this is so cool. Yep. And then they never did it. And they never did it. You do visit the Emerald Dream in Cataclysm, I think. Yeah. I wonder if briefly. it's that same art. It can't be because no, it's like it's 10 years old. You uh, used to be able to visit Mount Hyjal before they opened that up as well. Oh, oh yeah. Doing the yeah. same portal blinking thing. Yeah, I remember... Um, what did I do? I remember running around there as a ghost You'd, because you could run yes. through the... You had to go to the fell whatever and yeah. die next to a certain door. And then yeah, and then you could side. run through. Maybe it was winter yeah. something. And that was cool. I remember running around there and you could see... Uh, I think it was Akamon's skull at the end, at the, at the bottom of the... Uh, the world, the world tree, tree? yeah, yep. yeah, that's pretty cool. Man, that was that was some cool stuff. All right, well, anybody got anything else to say before we go? No, really. No, I think I'm. I think I'm. I think I'm good. Um, although uh, I do want to mention that Kraken mm. because I th- um, shout out, I, shout I, out to the Kraken, shout out to the Kraken because I've heard people say like the Kraken is is a good metaphor for the game as a whole, and I, I, I wonder if you guys what you guys think of this, but um. Like I was saying, the Kraken, it shows up and you, these tentacles show up and it looks real cool. And you're like, oh man, this, this, there's like this big monster here. But if you swim under the ground, under, under the water, it is only tentacles. What? There's no body. It's tentacles Silly. attached to nothing. Yep. There's Why? no substance. There's no, saying. there's nothing below the surface. That's, oh shit. That's, that's silly. Oh dear. <laughs> All right. We're out of time. <laughs> Thank, thank you for that pun, Blake. Sort of welcome. You're welcome. metaphor thing. Uh, if you want to tell us your own bad metaphor slash pun. No, it wasn't bad. It was right. Um, uh, you can email frenziequestions at gmail.com or tweet at us at frenziecast. You can also visit our Facebook page, facebook.com slash frenziecast. We've got a WordPress site, frenziegamer.wordpress.com and a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash frenziecast. Uh, you should rate us on iTunes and tell your friends. We're part of the AGPN uh network that's the australian game australasian gaming podcast network uh it's hashtag agpl on twitter and they've got a facebook group as well uh and as we sometimes do i want to thank leanne and andrew because they've helped us with logo and music yeah and we'll be back in a couple weeks cool Cool. see you then bye
Bye. your ship you know like if you if you want to be like you know customize your ship say you got like i don't know three customizable slots so you're like we're really into ramming other ships yeah we make it so that you know we add this like ramming thing because that's a that's a really good tactic is to ram a ship and board it mm -hmm. but you also damage your own ship so someone has to be in the bottom bailing right but if you if you've upgraded it with something ramming capability you don't have to worry about that or cannons or, cannons, or yeah. ship armor specialized, or something like specialized that. cannonballs sails yeah like, there's lots of stuff you could there's there's so much stuff and if and I guess I guess that's the thing is that they don't want it to just be like the the person who pays the most and, and that totally makes sense but yeah. give people like it's it's the the solution is loadouts right yeah it's a limited number of slots you, get, you there are ten things you can upgrade on your ship you can only upgrade three yeah I like I like that yeah but yeah it just hope, seems hope they do it because that is seems to be that that is what people are sort of wanting is like items that matter. You know? Talking about items that matter. I have an idea for Pat Begbub.